anything and everything. Do you ever wonder how to? Do you ever wonder why? About anything and everything. Then Doris is your guy. Anything and everything will open your mind. Anything and everything with Doris. Anything and everything with Doris is online. Remember. Remember. Anything and everything with Doris. You are listening to Anything and Everything with Doris podcast. This episode is brought to you by WYSK Spark Radio, the spark of the South. Listen to hits from the 70s to now. Find it on Live 365 Spark Radio. Hello, everyone. What a blessed year we have had for 2019. And I pray that we continue those blessings for 2020. Let's start out the new year with something that I think many of you will find interesting, whether you are into essential oils, any type of holistic health or lifestyle, or just interested in biblical history. I have always found it interesting in how medicine has evolved over time. There are plenty of great changes for the better, and then there are some methods that seem to have been forgotten, but are quite useful in today's medicine. There seems to be a division among the medical profession that you are either on the side of traditional medicine or on the side of alternative medicine. It is getting better now, and there are several physicians that I have met that are currently working at bringing them together. As you well know, I prefer to discuss both sides and always advise my friends and family of both options out there and to find a physician that is willing to work with both sides of medicine. Those who are fortunate to find such a physician feel that they have the best medical care money can buy. Where I live, it's a bit harder, but with my background in traditional medicine and then training in holistic or alternative medicine, I am able to create many of my own treatments at home. I realize that everyone can or is willing to do that, so that's why it's very important to seek out someone who can or even have two physicians, one on both sides of the medical field. One thing I noticed about many people who are into holistic health care, they seem to be very spiritual. One of my mentors, Dr. Zelensky, is very open about his Christian beliefs and incorporates that in his classes. Don't you find it comforting that some of the best remedies have been used worldwide for centuries? Whenever I discuss alternative medicine with someone new to it or someone trying to discount it, I always bring up the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve didn't have a pharmacy, nor did they need one, because everything they needed to stay in great health was in the garden. Not just the fruits and vegetables, but also the medicinal plants such as aloe. God left everything here for us to maintain our health. We just need to know how to use it properly. We know that oils from biblical times were quite different. 
And today's essential oils are more likely to be stronger than the oils used in biblical times. We have learned so much in order to make something old new again and even better. And this applies to oils. The bottom line is that God gave us healing oils for us to use for our benefit. Dr. Zelensky likes to call it God's medicine. And why not add it in our lives of today? With the help of Dr. Zelensky, I am going to go over the historical record of these oils to show you how they were used back then and how we can benefit from them today. Before we begin, let's be clear that essential oils as we know them today did not exist during biblical times. The wise men more likely gave Jesus the resins of frankincense and myrrh, not the oils from them. I would also note that essential oils are created through highly advanced distillation techniques that weren't even known during biblical times. So now that we have that out of the way, let's get to the historical use of these healing oils. Oils have been discussed in ancient literature for thousands of years. Rome used it in baths, Greece used it in perfume, and the Bible mentions it as anointing oils. They were mostly extracts that were pressed out similar to the way olive oil was pressed. Some were created through a crude distillation process with distillery equipment made from clay. These earlier oils would be more similar to what we call hydrosols today. In more recent decades, the science of distilling essential healing oils of the Bible to be purer and more concentrated has become ascertained. In the early 1900s, as researchers and chemists learned more about chemical composition and were able to isolate and analyze these compounds, they were able to understand more about the specific benefits each of these oils have. Unfortunately, once something is created, you will always have those who will try to copy something, and it's often not something very good. Such as many of today's perfumes or scented products using synthetic ingredients in place of natural ingredients. As we have found out over the years, these synthetic ingredients can cause health issues. You can never create anything better than the Creator Almighty God Himself. These synthetic ingredients can never replicate the benefits that we get through nature. There are 12 healing oils of the Bible that have been identified as potential essential healing oils or aromatic extracts that we can purchase today. The common names of the time were used instead of scientific names, so we need to learn which ones are most likely connected to the past and which ones are more of a tribute? Number one, aloes. Wondering why the cactus-like plant is here? Merriam-Webster has a similar thought by highlighting aloe first as the tropical plant with a healing gel. But then the bigger picture emerges. It's listed plural, the fragrant wood of an East Indian tree of the Miserian family. 
When the Bible refers to aloes, it's the aromatic extract or the mash of a tree's heartwood used for healing and especially embalming. Old English borrowed the word, then applied it to the spiky plant we now know. The Bible lists aloes as a symbol of abundance and provision, found in Numbers chapter 24 verse 6, as a perfume in Psalm chapter 45 verse 8, and Proverbs chapter 7 verse 17, as an incense from the Song of Solomon chapter 4 verse 14, and as a burial ointment for Christ. And you can find that in John chapter 19 verse 39. While some claim that aloes or aloe wood are the same as sandalwood, the direct connection from the A. Agala Ocha has a powerful healing oil component itself. Used as an incense and cosmetic oil, aloe wood, otherwise known as eagle wood or agar wood, is known for its benefits as a stimulant and cardiac tonic, and can even have some digestive wellness benefits as well. Number 2. Keisha Unlike the herb Senna, whose proper name begins with Keisha, the Keisha of the Bible resembled our cinnamon more than anything else. According to an etymology breakdown by Bible Hub Online, Keisha is likely, and I quote, the inner bark of cinnamomum Keisha, a plant growing in Eastern Asia closely allied to that which yields the cinnamon of commerce. It is a fragrant, aromatic bark and was probably used in a powdered form, end quote. The Bible lists Keisha as an anointing oil from Exodus chapter 30, verse 24, a perfume listed in Psalm chapter 45, verse 8, and as a precious commodity found in Ezekiel chapter 27, verse 19. Like cinnamon, cinnamomum cassia is rich in cinnamaldehyde when derived from the bark. If C. cassia is not available, cinnamon essential healing oil would be a fair switch. Number 3. Cedarwood Mentioned more frequently as a burned wood for ceremonial purposes, cedar wood is associated with cleansing and purification. These majestic ancient trees, likely the cedar of Lebanon, Silabani, are still around today and are a source of antioxidant essential healing oil. According to an analysis of both Silabani and the more commonly used C. Atlantica, the Bible lists cedarwood as a ceremonial tool for cleansing leprosy, found in Leviticus chapter 14, Numbers chapter 19, a perfume found in Psalm chapter 45 verse 8, and a symbol of abundance and provision found in Numbers chapter 24 verse 6, Psalm chapter 92 verse 12, and Ezekiel chapter 31 verse 3 and also as a symbol of security and stability from the Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 17, chapter 8, verse 9, and Zechariah, chapter 11, verse 2. It was also the choice wood for building, trading, and currency 
which was referenced by several verses in 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 2 Chronicles, Ezra chapter 3, Jeremiah chapter 22, and Ezekiel chapter 17, mentioned by Solomon in his Proverbs and Sacred Writing, 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 34. Note that there are several uses of cedarwood oil. In the cleansing of the leper, the oil extracted from the cedars of Lebanon was used to embalm the ancient pharaohs of Egypt, and modern scientists have demonstrated the antioxidant properties of the cedarwood oil. Number 4. Cypress Mostly mentioned as a companion to cedar, cypress is celebrated in the scripture as a symbol of strength and security. One Bible dictionary states this about cypress, Hebrew word terzah, and I quote, The Hebrew word is found only in Isaiah chapter 44 verse 14. We are quite unable to assign any definite rendering to it. The true cypress is a native of the Taurus. The Hebrew word points to some tree with a hard grain, and this is all that can be positively said of it. End quote. Most modern Bible translations do list cypress several times as the choice wood for building, trading, and currency, referenced by several verses in 1 Kings, 2 Chronicles, and Isaiah chapter 41. It's listed as a fragrant hardwood and symbol of security and stability found in Isaiah chapter 44 verse 14. A symbol of prosperity. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 13. Hosea chapter 14 verse 8. And Zechariah chapter 11 verse 2. The choice wood for weaponry is found in Nahum chapter 2 verse 3. Cypress is the chosen translation likely due to the Mediterranean cypress, an evergreen from which we derive an essential healing oil. Known simply as cypress oil, it is comprised largely of panine and limonene and is an effective antibacterial essential healing oil. Whether this is the tree spoken of, or anyone burned it for its fragrance release of the oil remains to be seen. Number five, frankincense. For many reasons, this is one of my favorite oils, and I use it in many of my recipes. It is used as a natural healer, and if you know the Christmas story, you already know at least one place where frankincense is mentioned in the Bible. You can also find it in Exodus chapter 30 verse 34 and Revelation chapter 18 verse 13. Frankincense is mentioned as part of incense for priestly rite and as an indication of wealth and prosperity in the spice trade. The Bible lists frankincense as a part of ceremonial offerings which are referenced several times in Leviticus Chapter 2, 5, 6, and 24. Numbers, chapter 5, 1 Chronicles, chapter 9, and Nehemiah, chapter 13. A holy ceremonial perfume, Exodus, chapter 30, verse 34. A perfume, Song of Solomon, chapter 3, verse 6, 
and chapter 4, verse 6. A precious commodity, potential currency. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 6. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 20. And Revelations chapter 18, verse 13. And of course, you've heard the gifts of the Magi to the Christ child, found in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. As a healing remedy, frankincense oil is not only antimicrobial, but also an immunostimulant, which means it stimulates the immune system. One could ask, was God protecting his priest and son through the use of frankincense? Number six, galbanum. One of the more unfamiliar of the oils, galbanum was listed in a recipe for incense to be used in the heart of the temple. We don't know the exact species referred to, but we know it was a gum that likely came from a plant in the Ferula family. The Bible lists galbanum as a holy ceremonial perfume. Exodus chapter 30, verse 34. Today, Ferula gomosa is collected and sold as galbanum. It has exhibited antimicrobial effects and potential use in oral health. Number seven, hyssop. The modern hyssop, Hyssopus officinalis, has been used for antifungal, antibacterial, larvicidal, and insect-biting deterrent activities. However, According to the International Bible Encyclopedia, this hyssop is not native to the area of Palestine and is not likely to be the oil mentioned throughout the Bible for cleansing and rituals. The Bible lists hyssop as a part of ritual cleansing and ceremonial offerings referenced several times in Exodus chapter 12, Leviticus chapter 14, Numbers chapter 19, Psalm 51, and Hebrews chapter 9. The sponge that soaked up the sour wine that was given to Jesus on the cross, found in John chapter 19, verse 29, and mentioned by Solomon in his Proverbs and Sacred Writings, 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 34. While H. officinalis does seem to accomplish similar purposes, Dr. Zelensky finds it more interesting that the strongest contenders for actual hyssop would be an even closer fit for such purposes would be thyme and majorum. Number 8. Myrrh. Myrrh is easy to identify and enjoy since it has been well documented over time. It is the most decorated oil in the Bible, being listed as a precious commodity, potential currency, found in Genesis chapter 37 verse 25, an anointing oil, Exodus chapter 30 verse 23, an ointment from Song of Solomon chapter 5 verse 5, a perfume found in Psalm 45 verse 8, Proverbs chapter 7 verse 17, Song of Solomon chapter 1 verse 13, chapter 4 verse 14, chapter 5 verse 13, and incense, Song of Solomon 
chapter 3, verse 6, and chapter 4, verse 6. Mixed edible spices to be eaten. Song of Solomon, chapter 5, verse 1. And the gifts of the Magi to the Christ child. Matthew, chapter 2, verse 11. Mixed with wine and given to Jesus on the cross. Mark, chapter 15, verse 23. And lastly, burial preparations Nicodemus used for Jesus in the tomb. You can find that in John chapter 19, verse 39. Unlike other products from trees, it isn't the wood that is used, but the resin that comes from it. Once exposed to air, it hardens and can be powdered, used as is, or now distilled for a healing oil. Interestingly, myrrh and frankincense, essential healing oils, have a synergistic effect when combined, each improving the other's antimicrobial benefits. Number 9. Myrtle Myrtle indicates growth in abundance. It likely refers to the Myrtus communis plant, which is grown around Jerusalem to this very day. The Bible lists myrtle as the choice wood for building ceremonial booths, Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 15, a symbol of provision, Isaiah chapter 41 verse 19, and chapter 55 verse 13, a symbol of protection, Zechariah chapter 1 verse 8, 10, and 11. Myrtle is a low-growing plant with flowers that produce an intense, lovely aroma. This is said to be the meaning of Esther's Hebrew name, and she would have likely enjoyed her namesake as a perfume in the king's palace. Today, the essential healing oil specifically has undergone a fair amount of research, revealing itself as antimicrobial and an antioxidant, among other benefits. Number 10. Annika If you don't remember Annika, it was mentioned in the Holy Anointing Oil recipe and nowhere else. While some sources claim Annika is the resin of the Styrax benzoin tree, there is little to substantiate that claim. The more commonly accepted view is that it refers to the shell of a mussel which would have been scraped or powdered and burned. Still, others attribute it to balsam or laudanum, a fragrant flowering plant. The Bible lists Annika as a holy ceremonial perfume. Exodus chapter 30 verse 34. Both Styrax benzoin and Cystus labdanum are developed into essential healing oils now, and can be added to blends and diffuse. Neither have been researched thoroughly, though labdanum seems to have good antioxidant capabilities. Number 11. Rose of Sharon A rose may not simply be a rose in this case, as the Rose of Sharon is often disputed for its identity. Usually referred to in a metaphorical sense, it could actually refer to any flower that grows well in unfavorable circumstances. 
It has been said that the Rose of Sharon first appeared in the 1611 King James Version of the Bible. The Bible lists Rose of Sharon as a reference to the Beloved. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 1. Contenders include a crocus, tulip, or lily, while there are some who contend that it is the rock rose, Cystus ladanifer, which is very closely related to labdanum. Without a clear connection and no biblical recipe to indicate ancient use, we are left to imagine the potential of this beautiful, fragrant life in the midst of harsh, thorny crags. And finally, we have reached number 12, spikenard. First introduced in the Old Testament, spikenard is probably most well known as one of the expensive perfumes that the woman anointed Jesus in Bethany with. Spikenard was highly prized as a perfume and very precious. It's still used in some beauty treatments to this very day. The Bible lists spikenard as a royal fragrant aroma, a symbol from Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 2. A prized, desired plant, also from Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. A costly ointment, perfume, used to anoint Christ, Mark, chapter 14, verse 3, and John, chapter 12, verse 3. Although there isn't much available yet on the benefits of spikenard beyond perfumery, as an essential healing oil, an isolated compound has shown promising effects as an anti-inflammatory. Remember James chapter 5 verse 14, Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. While not all healing oils of the Bible are identifiable, available, or used now as they were then, the study of ancient botanical preparations is very fascinating. When we see threads of benefit, such as antimicrobials, as anointing, or temple oils, for example, keeping the population healthy, we begin to deepen our understanding of creation and the order that God set into place. The anointing oil, for example, contains fragrant ingredients that would contain at least some of the volatile, essential healing oils of the Bible, no matter how it was produced. In Exodus chapter 30, verse 22 to 29, it says, then the Lord said to Moses, Take the following fine spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much of fragrant cinnamon, 250 shekels of fragrant calamus, 500 shekels of cassia, and a hen of olive oil. Make these into a sacred anointing oil, a fragrant blend the work of a perfumer. It will be the sacred anointing oil. Then use it to anoint the tent of meeting, the Ark of the Covenant Law, the table, and all its articles, the lampstand, and its accessories, 
the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering, and all its utensils, and the basin with its stand. You shall consecrate them, so they will be most holy, and whatever touches them will be holy. For your own fragrant daily anointing oil, combine these essential healing oils of the Bible along with the carrier oil, the antimicrobial and immune effects, fragrance, and connection to the sacred rituals of long ago, make a perfect combination to carry you through your day healthy and at peace. This is also a great recipe to hand out as a New Year gift for continuing health and many blessings. This recipe I'm going to share is from Dr. Zelensky himself. One tablespoon of olive oil, or you could use another liquid carrier oil if you prefer, two drops of myrrh, two drops of cinnamon, two drops of sweet orange, and one drop of frankincense for good measure. Once blended, diffuse these healing oils of the Bible periodically or apply topically in sparing amounts when praying over people. I hope you enjoyed learning how oils were used then compared to now. And if you would like to learn more about essential oils, Dr. Zelensky and his wife Sabrina often give classes on essential oils and how to use them. Just look them up. If you would like to learn more about what I discussed today, please check out the references in our show notes below. Thank you for listening and God bless. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. And until we meet again, enjoy every day to its fullest. God bless. For comments or questions, you can reach us by email at yappy at post.com. Also, check us out on Twitter at Dorisi and our Facebook pages at Yappy Studio or Louisiana Entertainment Association. Anything and Everything with Doris is produced by Your Own Production Incorporated and comes out every week, so come on back. Feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed and iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Pod, and our favorite, Podbean. All links are found in our show notes below. (music) 